0: You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Keg, episode 34. I am your host, Monte Ball, and I am here with a special guest. You guys heard him last time. Good guy. Good cat living out in Arizona, Patty Swags. Is that correct,
1: Patty? That is correct. Actually, (laughs) thanks to you guys, the, the legend of Patty Swags has returned from the dead. So... Good to be back. That
0: is awesome. So, again, guys, I'm Monte Ball. Um, we, uh, brought Patty Swags on because obviously the other co host is RJ, my brother in law. Um, we put some information out on social media. RJ, being a lineman, um, is down in Mississippi currently, or we're traveling down to Mississippi still. And, uh, you know, going to help out, to uh, you know, get some, get some power back for some neighborhoods. I think there's about half a million people down in the South, uh, you know, affected by the hurricanes and stuff. So, you know, kudos to him for that. Um, and so obviously just like, just like everything, we got a pivot was Delphi made a pivot and wanted to bring Patty on. So, uh, so, Patty, what's going on, man? What's 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 new for you, man?
1: Not a whole lot. Um, just living out here in Arizona, where the month of October, November is, you could have every season in a single day, kind of weather. <laughs> you get up in the morning, it's winter. By noon, it's fall. Um, by midday, it's summer. Real? Oh, yeah, this week, I, uh, I got up this morning. Um, let's see, this morning, it was about... 48 degrees when I got up by midday, it should be in the high eighties, low nineties. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? So yeah. I've been, so I've, uh, I've been to the Scottsdale area um, in my partying days. <laughs> um, and haven't I'll we, you what it's, haven't we all to, right. That's a <laughs> very dangerous place. Uh, just, you know, for having a little bit too much fun in yeah. that, the Scottsdale area. Yeah. Um, but Arizona is a good area. I do, I do like it there. Obviously I'm up here in Wisconsin. Uh, we are now experiencing some cold weather and probably going to experience it till about, you know, March, April, unfortunately, you know, up this way.
1: Well, you guys stay safe up there. <laughs> stay indoors. <laughs> anything colder, everything, anything colder than 40. I just, no, thank you.
0: I know. I, th- I know. <laughs> I think it's about, Thirty five right now, maybe thirty six in, nope. in the windshield. I bet is way lower than that. So not, again, not, a, not okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Appreciate you hopping on, man. Our episode thirty four. Yeah, man. So let's get this bad boy rolling, man. The ones yeah. that I really want to really want to talk about, and it's so hard to you know it. it would, we'll be doing uh, you know our listeners a disservice not mentioning this, man. The the NCAA and COVID, man. NCAA and COVID, uh, you know, obviously me being a Badgers fan, I'm you know, I spotlight that team, of course, because that's where I played. I love watching that team. But obviously we've seen Trevor Lawrence, who's tested positive, some other players as well. Um, I'll let you go ahead and give your take on it first before I give yeah. mine, man. But yeah. it's, it's so it's looking challenging.
1: So I I I would be it would be disingenuous of me for me to say I didn't at least expect some of this to happen. Mm. Like it in these so when you look at COVID in sports, you got to separate the pros from college because in the pros that's their job. They're going to work, they're going to practice. They get they're tested on their way in, they're tested on their exactly. way out, um, and they're kind of in their controlled environments. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as far as the college is concerned, there's so many more moving parts, and you cannot control a roster of ninety plus guys plus the <laughs> what seems like limitless numbers of staffs and grad assistants. And there are so many moving parts that you're almost, you're almost running into this issue where it's like that circle of influence on that college football program is so much larger. And, and looking back, you know, and, and, and I said, what's the, what if scenario? What if Trevor Lawrence gets COVID? That was the big question because he is, college football right now like he is the presumptive number one pick Mm -hmm. unfortunately he's probably gonna have to play for the new york jets um (laughs) and that's that's rough trust me (laughs) and he he catches COVID. now he or tests positive for COVID. he didn't play this week and clemson squeaked it out next week they play notre dame where he's already been announced as being out What's going to happen then? Exactly. Against a Notre Dame team that's really good and, and not so much on the football side of the ball. And then you took out the, the cultural side of the ball and you have to go to the opposite extreme, which is the University of Wisconsin. The first person that tested positive was their, their phenom quarterback, Graham Mertz, yep. who looked phenomenal. Sit yes, in did. the pocket. I mean, he sat in the pocket longer than even a lot of pro quarterbacks get comfortable. He just looked comfortable. And within three days, it went from hey, maybe this team with Graham Mertz can contend for not only a Big Ten title, but maybe get into the dance, you know, maybe change a few heads to yep. now where it's is Wisconsin going to even qualify for postseason play? That's what and, I'm saying, so, man. <laughs> and you look at Wisconsin having college football in a place which, right now, in the United States, is one of the worst places in the mm-hmm. country when it comes to COVID and how yep. quickly it is spreading, that that is something that is completely, completely unavoidable. And so I think the NCAA is going to kind of look at this and go, we're going to have to kind of take an L on this. And I'm, I am even surprised that we haven't had more tests positive in places like Alabama, Florida, Louisiana. You see where I'm going with this. So I, I just, I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I I look at the Pac-12 who's starting their football season this weekend, and I'm sitting here going, "All right, like this is one more team coming. This is one more set of teams coming through the door. What's going to happen?"
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I, and and I guess for for you know the Pac-12 conference, you know they have obviously the opportunity to study and check out what the Big Ten is not doing or what they are doing um, and all that stuff to obviously get prepared. Uh, you know for you know, one or two people, uh, testing positive for COVID, but yeah, I think it's, uh, with the badgers and obviously the state of Wisconsin, um, you know, I'm just gonna be honest, you know, this state is not, this state is not doing a great job whatsoever, not even close to, um, limiting the spread of COVID, um, wearing masks, protecting their neighbors, um, you know, X, Y, Z. And, and obviously that's going to affect the collegiate team, the, or excuse me, the Badgers, um, because obviously, you know, the badges are here. And I love the point that you made um, prior to us recording, which was, you know, everyone knows the University of Wisconsin is a pretty big party school. Um, and it's so like you said, you have 90 athletes on a team. Well, these athletes after practice, after a game, go back to their dorms, go back to their apartments where, you know, they're they're in an environment where there's just students there or people living there who aren't following the same protocols that the athletes are told to follow so i feel like there should have been some sort of way of, of creating a bubble for the players especially when uh, classes are online you know these athletes could have been in an apartment these athletes could have been you know somewhere obviously they have the capital to do that and this is very um it's, it's, it's just very unfortunate because, you know, obviously me being a Badgers fan, Badgers fans as well. We're excited to watch Mertz for game two and other players as well, because it's looking like we, we got our quarterback. We got our quarterback. But right now it's it's the Badgers are what, 20 to 22 people. That's counting staff yeah. as well who have tested positive. And the right now, I think they said tomorrow they're going to discuss, you know, the next you know week two, which is Purdue, if we're going to be able to even play that game. Or week three, excuse me, week three was pretty yeah. new. So I mean, it, it's 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 a challenging time, and I, I I don't know, man, Patty. What do you what do you what do you think is going to happen?
1: You know, I <laughs> look. I said this on the show a couple weeks ago, and I'll, and I will say it now. There is too much money on the table mm-hmm. for the NCAA to be just like, nope, we're just not going to play any more football. Like that's just right. that's just not going to happen. Um, I look at. I look at where colleges colleges have not only done their athletes a disservice, but have also done their students. There is numerous colleges who are still doing their classes online. However, th- although classes are online, most students are still on campus. Exactly. So uh, it creates an interesting kind of dichotomy where it's like, okay, everyone's in the same building. But we're doing everything online like me personally if this was going on in my college days i would have packed my stuff up and said nope i'll be in tucson with my folks if anybody needs me thanks exactly, thanks for period. playing <laughs> um but i think what it what is ending up happening is it's creating these these micro environments where everyone is very close together and all it's doing is causing this virus which we know likes close close proximities mm-hmm. ground zero for the virus in the united states was new york city where everyone's living on top of each other everyone's touching the same stuff everybody's breathing right. the same air and so when you look at simply put these places these colleges where you know you're having two two uh, depending on how the structure is two to four people in a room or suite sharing bathrooms sharing doorknobs going down and needing at the mess like just all of it it just doesn't work and i think that I think depending on how things go going into 2021, I don't think it'll be as big an issue with like college basketball or any any sort of smaller teams. But when you have this many people Mm -hmm. interacting with this many other people, like the the numbers were always against football being successful without a problem. And I think honestly, if this Clemson story doesn't get worse, like if Trevor Lawrence tested positive, how many other people are going to test positive from Clemson in the next week? That's even assuming Clemson decides not to, you know, Test and I put air quotes around that. If they said, "Oh, we're going to test," but not really. <laughs> Again, there's right. there's too much money on the table, and so I, especially,
0: I just, yeah, yeah, with the quarterback too. Just like you said, I mean, the quarterback's in the huddle, mm-hmm. breathing in everyone's face as he's calling the play. Yeah, right.
1: Exactly. Like what? So. <laughs> you know. So I just I I can't sit here and say you know certifiably that like yes, well we have a national champion. Yes, we had a World Series champion. We had a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. champion. We're going to have a college football champion what yeah, that looks I mean, like, we, yeah. like what
0: that looks I like. Love, mm, we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I love your take, man. I love your take. So glad you're on this episode because you make such great points. Very, very valid points is the NCAA is not going to stop. I mean, as we all know, uh, the NCAA is a, a system. It's a giant, it's uh money driven, very hungry business. It's not going to stop, but what is it going to look like? Playoff, uh, you know, once we get the playoffs and a championship, what what is that all gonna look like? I, I think the uh, starting
1: quarterbacks from each of the four teams that qualify should just have to play tech mobile against each other. <laughs> and nobody gets Bo Jackson.
0: <laughs> right. Bo oh, Jackson is such a cheat code on that. <laughs> such a cheat code. But that's interesting, man. It's a very interesting tape because you know it's 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 I'm glad I'm not in the position to where I have to make that decision, because obviously you're talking about, you know, student athletes where there is no union. Um, You know, they don't really have a union that's uh, pushing, you know, for them, pushing for their rights, um, et cetera. So it's 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 getting kind of tricky because these are kids. These are kids. They're not paid uh, at the moment. So what what is so what is it going to look like? It's going to be very interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of wish I was the person in the chair who got to make the decision. Because first and foremost, like, you should be watching out for your student athletes. Like right. These are 18, 19, and 20-year-old kids. They don't mm-hmm. know what's best for them. At, mm-hmm. at 18 years old, did you know what was best for you? Probably not. Dude, I didn't know what
0: was best for me at 26. That's, you
1: know. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> fair. Um, but, you, but, you know, I just I can't... I can't sit here and say, I'm okay with what the NCAA is doing because Mm. yeah, we're, we're, we talk about these positive tests, like their numbers, you know, in a spreadsheet or pieces on a chessboard. And we, we talk Mm. about them from the, from the lens of, Hey, Graham Mertz tested positive. So I can't watch him play football when, what I think the conversation should move to is, okay, we're getting these positive tests. Well, what is the likelihood one of these athletes gets really sick? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. granted, yeah, most college athletes, I mean, if you're a college athlete, you're in better shape than the, the, the yeah. other portion of the population in most cases. But that doesn't, you know, there's been a lot of information out there about, oh, young people can't get sick. That's, that is an absolute farce. Um, it absolutely is. Young people are dying from this disease. And mm-hmm. when you look at the collective here and you say, okay, we're, we're unintentionally or maybe intentionally exposing kids to to what potentially could be a harmful disease, what does that look like when somebody gets sick? What mm-hmm. what happens if a player ends up in the hospital? Because that's the next step. That's the thing that I think scares me the most is what happens when somebody else gets really, really sick. Says, hey, Absolutely. it goes from being a cough, you know, we talk about the asympt- asymptomatic positives. Let's say Trevor Lawrence's isn't an asymptomatic positive. Let's say he does get a cough and then some chest congestion mm-hmm. and and yeah he may not get the full blown hey we need to dose him with everything we can imagine but anything that impacts you know his ability to breathe is going to impact his you know his life so i just i i agree. I, I think it's just kind of a, i there could be more writing on the wall and i don't know i always say i'm interested to see how things turn out but in this case i don't think i am because i only think it can get worse I agree. It doesn't get and better. Then,
0: uh, it, I, it, there's no way it can. Just uh, obviously, we, as we we understand now, you know, science is starting to catch up and really understand uh, this disease. We understand now that it's very, very infectious, extremely infectious. And just like you said, you got 90 players standing next to each other in the meeting rooms, in the huddle, uh, working out together. Um, very, very infectious disease. And then my my worry is the lingering effects. You know what's going to happen. You know, when these players are catching it at 18, 19, and 20 years old, 10 years down the line, you know, what are the lingering effects of COVID? We're starting to see a little bit, but, you know, we really don't know yet. This is still a new disease to us, right? and our youth is catching it. So Yeah,
1: and what happens – I mean, what hard. happens – I mean, is it going to be a thing now where, you know, if you're going forward, you know, are you talking about any sort of pneumonia or anything of those natures? I mean, I'm not a doctor, but – you know, you talk about some of the, the scarring on the lung tissue that they're expecting to see. Like, mm-hmm. well, we have no idea what the long term right. ramifications of of mm-hmm. people getting sick from this disease. You know, I, you know, I there are people who have respiratory issues who have always had respiratory issues, and this is just another kind of issue that's going to rear its ugly head. I think, and 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 I and I and I I, I don't think the NCA is in an enviable position because. It really was a decision of, oh, we need to make money, and and both the Big Ten and the Pac-12, which for a while there were holding sturdy, decided to bend the knee and say, okay, we're actually going to play football, and it's like, w- like who's it for, you know? And so, like <laughs> what, like, like for me personally as a college football fan, I love college football. I love what it represents, you know. Absolutely, you know it your team, team spirit and uh, you're tied to a mm-hmm. team i'm more heavily tied to arizona state football than i am to any sort of professional fandom because i literally went to 100%. arizona state like i am a sun devil and so i'm tied yep. to that program but like am i tied enough to that program to want players to get sick I, no and anyone who and anyone who says oh yeah well i want my football back well you know what then you clearly don't care about the athletes who are playing on the field mm.
0: Mm. So that's my question to you, Patty, is is, let's say you're the parent of Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Prior to him catching COVID, knowing that he's going to be the number one pick, do you let him play?
1: No, I pull him out. I say, we're going to go call Jordan Palmer. Once you're over this thing, we're going to go hang out in Scottsdale. We're going to get you ready. We're going to train. We're going to get you ready. (laughs) And then in April, uh, when Roger Goodell says your name, we'll be fine. I don't. I don't exactly. let him go back. To, I don't let him go back to Clemson. I really don't. Right,
0: I, I agree because he, he has he has nothing more to prove. Right,
1: play. and it, and mm-hmm. it, and we may talk about this later. We may not, but I think it'll be interesting to see if, if that's the route Trevor Lawrence tanks, Does he leverage against the Jets and say maybe I don't want to play for you guys? Because. Mm. Mm. I would I, like I, with 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 Adam GaSe there. I, I uh-huh. just think that whole organization, top to bottom. I mean, you had Sam Darnold, who I really like. Sam Darnold coming out of college, I do too. I, yeah, yo, check this out. This is what's going to happen. You heard it here first. The Jets are going to the Jets are going to move on from Sam Darnold. The Pittsburgh Steelers are going to get him from dirt cheap. They're going to get him for dirt cheap, and guess what? There's your Big Ben replacement. Sam Darnold. I like that. Sam Darnold is built like Ben Roethlisberger. He's kind of that hearty, cold weather, mm-hmm. big arm. You know, he's not that west coasty, like kind of move around the pocket. But he's he he like picture him in a Pittsburgh Steeler uniform, and it just for some reason makes sense.
0: Absolutely, and I, I actually don't disagree with you on that. And it's. I, w- with the Jets, man. I, I, you know, I, I Adam Gates was my offensive coordinator in Denver. Uh, <laughs> we called him Goose, and it, it was funny. Always watching, you know, him interact with Peyton because Peyton was older than mm-hmm. him, and you know he's telling Peyton what to do, and Peyton's like, you know, this is. I mean, there was there was one game where Peyton was yelling at him like, "This is my offense," <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh." <laughs> but uh, for me, I, it's crazy to me how they. You know, people may disagree with this, but uh, or have you know opposing opinions. But it's it's you know to me, it seems like they use Le'Veon Bell as a scapegoat. Um, I feel like a running back doesn't, a running back isn't. You know, it wasn't his fault that the team is not produced. You can tell that from top to bottom, they need to just scrap it and figure out how to just hit the reset button and restart
1: that whole program uh, because it's it's just not looking good. I look at, I look at the New York Jets and in the NFL, like in many sports, but in the NFL particularly, you get these teams, these organizations that I like to refer to as organizational futility. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how hard they try, they will never be good. Whether that is, and, and I don't mean good as in like, oh, they had a winning record. I mean good as in like, can you holistically say that we are building a program with good players and a place that the expectations are always at least moving in the right direction. Um, I think about mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Okay. Like, yeah, every, every so often Jacksonville goes off and gets 10, 11 wins, but right. you still drafted Blake Bortles. Like, <laughs> like, and then you paid Nick Foles all that money just to trade him to the bears. And now you're setting up to probably draft Justin Fields. Like what, what are we looking at there? They doing? You know, you look at the New York <laughs> jets and, and the thing about the New York jets is I always think it's, I, I it's always hard being the little brother in you know, a market, and the New York Jets are definitely the little brother to the New York Giants. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Um, and you go out there and you think, oh, cool, I'm going to hire Todd Bowles. Okay, I go back and look at the Todd Bowles hires. I like Todd Bulls. being someone from Arizona. I thought it was a great D coordinator, but the game was moving towards offensive head coaches, so he was already he's, gonna right. be, he's always going to be at a disadvantage. Well, then you go out and hire Adam Gase. Adam Gase was chased out of Miami, <laughs> like. And even in, (laughs) even in Denver, you look at his success rate and you're like, okay, you had one of the, what, five best quarterbacks ever. You had offensive weapons that no, for some, some reason they were able to assimilate. So what are you talking about? And so I look at the New York. I look at the New York Jets and I go, this isn't just a, oh, we need a new GM, new head coach. This is like a, okay, we need to go back to the drawing board and say, what is the mission statement for this organization? I look at the Cleveland Browns the same way. The Cleveland Browns are more talented on offense than I would say almost any other team in football outside of, outside of Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Outside of Tampa. Absolutely. And I look at, and I go, okay, so I was never a big Baker guy. Um, Yeah. He was accurate. Yeah. He had a decent arm he wasn't particularly grown up like i I, and i hate to i hate to agree with colin cowherd because i I absolutely (laughs) hate it but like my quarterback shouldn't have any sort of like issues with the police like my quarterback I, I, i want andrew luck i want i want a nice guy like true like
0: no, I I I I agree like, because obviously the way the football, the way that the NFL is, the way that college football is, you know, the quarterback is the face of the right. team. That's just how it is. Right. Uh, so I 100% agree with like, you on that. Like
1: I, I want the guy who's taking Christmas portraits with his parents, not you know, <laughs> not you know, not sticking, not sticking you know, not, the, the the flag into the logo of the other school. Like no, that's right. let right. let your let your defensive backs, your wide receivers, or your running backs, guys who get amped up and do that for a reason because as the quarterback, you are, you are the face and you are the voice in the room. Yep. Absolutely. And, and never once 100%. do I ever feel like Baker is the voice in the room. Like it's, it's a, it's a sad day when Baker Mayfield is the voice of reason.
0: I agree. And I, I always, I always have that take too, um, which obviously I think a lot of people would agree with that on paper, that offense, that offense is, you know, obviously one, you know, prior to Odell getting injured, that offense mm-hmm. was top to bottom. They
1: should be hanging. Oh. They should be hanging 35, 40 points a game. Without question. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting to see. I mean, I think that in comparison to the Jets, I see, though, I see the Browns making progress as an organization uh, slowly, very, very slowly. I think they'll have to eventually get away from Baker. Um, now, I don't know who that replacement's going to be. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I feel like having a strong running back tandem like that mm-hmm. and obviously a threat on both sides that being Landry and a healthy Odell, I feel like they have to get a quarterback in there. That
1: so my goodness. So here is here is my thought on the process. Cleveland's got to get got to get clever to find the money. Would mm-hmm. you hear to hear first? I got one word. It's Three letters.
0: Uh oh, hot take right here. Here we go.
1: D A K. Dak. Oh, I think he's done. Oh, yeah. I, I think Dak. I think Dak is done in Dallas. I think Dallas did him a disservice. In hold up, hold up! You saying Dak is you?
0: You guys are hearing it here first. Dak to the Browns. Back to the
1: Browns. I think that I think that what's going to end up happening is I think that Dak and the Cowboys and 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 Jerry Jones doesn't always like to negotiate in good faith. And honestly, like looking back at his injury, like yeah, he got the the thirty two million dollar franchise tag. That's great. Um, I wasn't big on Dak's demands as far as like what he wanted as a quarterback. But I thought the Cowboys should have moved at least a little bit. And now looking at what the team looks like with out Dak Prescott, even with all of their, their great offensive line, their running backs, their wide receivers, like it was something missing. And I would, I would think that if I was Dak Prescott, I now am a free agent and my free agency starts now. He's not going to be back yep. by the end of the season. So his right. so his free agency starts <laughs> now. And what he should be doing is every week, turning on the TV and going, okay, who needs me? Mm. And who can, who can really benefit from my services? And I think you see this more kind of in the NBA. Um, my mind goes back to Horace Grant going to the Magic and then Mark Jackson ending up at the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, some 90s NBA <laughs> references there for you. Yeah. Where it's like, <laughs> what's going to take me, what's going to take, who can I take to the next level? Because if Dak Prescott were to show up in Cleveland, automatically that team gets better. 100%. 100%. That team gets better. Yep. And I like your takes, man. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, let you know and you finish. Dak Prescott. Yeah. During the draft process, he wasn't the most mature person in the room, but he really is kind of a grown up. Like he's not,
0: you, we, we, you can watch him. We, you, we can, he's mature. Yeah. You can see, and he's him. not
1: making stupid progressive him. commercials. You know, he's <laughs> studying a playbook and making sure that, like, he's feeding all of his horses and making the right reads. Like,
0: <laughs> hold on a second. Let me, so we got, we got the first hot take. We got Darnold, Sam Darnold going from Jets to the Steelers, mm-hmm. which that's not that crazy. It's not of a take and i didn't even think about that because obviously we all know ben is ben is getting up there he's he's got one two three maybe of three two more he's got
1: he's two years in a shoulder injury from that exactly being like,
0: exactly and then you got dak coming back from his injury no longer in dallas going to cleveland baker getting traded most likely where do, okay where do you see baker going
1: well, that's a, see, that's the problem because I don't Denver. No, oh God, no, oh God, no. Well, Elway, you know, Elway likes to take risks on quarterbacks. Yeah, but I, I think Elway's getting to the point where he's like, you know, maybe not. <laughs> like, uh, is Drew Lock the answer? I don't know. Like, there are times where I see I see Drew Lock and I'm like, oh my God, he's you know he's making all the he throws, he's making all the reads, yeah. and then there's times where he'll make throws. i will go, did I miss something?
0: I mean it's a, it's a, it's a learning experience. Oh, I think that you know obviously I'm uh, biased on my Broncos.
1: I, well I think <laughs> I we so forget problems. he only has like seven or eight starts under his belt. Like exactly. let's let's settle down. And he's also not working. He's he has yet to work with his full functionality of wide receivers. He there's never been a time where Noah Fant uh KJ Hamler Sutton and everybody are healthy. And Judy's on the field. Like, there's never right. been a time where that's all been in place. Because honestly, you roll out that offense, you go, um, you know, that's a fast offense. Yes, yeah,
0: Melvin <laughs> Gordon's speed, uh, Philip Lindsay's speed, Philip fancy. Yeah, Philip Lindsay.
1: Yeah. He's like watching him run the football. has just been an absolute pleasure. It's awesome because he it is. because he's is so really patient. Morning, like he'll just sit there. Like you'll you'll see him hit the hole and he'll like not yet, and then boom. Not yet.
0: Boom. boom. He is a dang good running back. And I, and I love that pick and good for him. Good for him. You know, the free agent or excuse me, the undrafted free agent route. You know, now I think after this season, he could negotiate a pretty darn good. Contract.
1: And Denver's going to pay him, like, yep, like, y- like y- a kid who grew up in Denver, went to Boulder, mm-hmm. played college football in Boulder. And then came back and played for the Bronco called Terrell Davis to ask to wear his number. Like you don't let that guy, you don't let that guy leave the building. You don't let that guy leave the building. Like, (laughs) like I'm sorry, like I don't, I don't care if it's a paying a little too much for a running back, like what he represents to a football team, the pro football team, especially a pro football team that hasn't been really good in the last, you know, five years. Like Mm -hmm. Denver probably, probably ends up getting five or six wins this year. I maybe not many more. Um, right. but hopefully they, uh, you know, they figure they pay him, which,
0: yeah, they, which they should. I mean, I think he, 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 he deserves it for one. This guy has not fumbled the football. No, He
1: doesn't put the ball on the ground in
0: two years, right? Yeah. This is or three yeah. or two or yeah. whatever it is. He does not put the ball on the ground. And now obviously Melvin Gordon is <laughs> a very close friend of mine, but I got to, you know, obviously, you know. We gotta call a spade a spade. And I struggled with it too. Um, you know, putting the ball in the ground. I didn't put the ball on the ground in college, but the NFL is different.
1: You yeah, know, and train. and 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 Melvin so, Gordon, and football. Melvin Gordon, part of it is just because his running style is very aggressive. That it like is. like it it's is. very push, push forward, very aggressive running, and mm-hmm. that lends itself to not necessarily being the best ball player. Security individual
0: Uh, protector, yeah, absolutely, and that's that's what we were always taught is, um, you know, obviously ball security, is job security, and then also, um, you know, fight for yards, not inches. Yeah, and that just goes with what you said about him running aggressively. He'll he'll keep fighting and fighting just for an inch or two inches, and that's where they come in and strip the football. Yeah, Um, yeah,
1: Um,
0: and and I hope Melvin turns it around. You know, obviously, everyone understands what happened with him off the field, his DUI, and. Maybe he's going through some stuff, but uh that that that's a really good tandem back there yeah well. and
1: I think and I think th- I think what Melvin Gordon finally has is a tandem partner who's as who's good at the things that he's not good at, and the same yeah. thing with Philip Lindsay is you know they're they're both very different running backs, and when people said, oh yeah. they're paying Melvin Gordons I was like whatever it's Melvin Gordon, former first round pick, great running back, great guy like. You hit the, yeah, the DUI whatever. Like I don't know the I don't know the circumstances. It's not my job. Um like <laughs> cl- yeah, clearly I mean, I, Denver I, I, was not appreciate- concerned with the situation enough to be like Oh, right. we've got to do an internal investigation. No, he probably had a couple. He got pulled over, and and probably what ended up happening was he was stopped for suspicion of a DUI. He still has to go to court. There's there's so many things with DUIs that I hate how it's reported. It's like, oh, Melvin Gordon got arrested for DUI. I was like, mm, did he actually get arrested? Did he actually go to jail? Exactly. Or was he written a ticket? They towed his car and said, hey, show up to court so we can figure this all out. Like,
0: figure this out exactly. And that's why, like, I had I had a. Uh, uh koa denver the radio station out there reach out to me to do an interview i mean they reached out to me the day the next day and uh i turned it all down because i'm like i don't know anything about the situation i'm not going to speak on it (laughs) uh because i don't know and obviously you know melvin being a friend of mine i'm
1: not gonna
0: i'm not gonna use that opportunity to get my name back in the media that's just a poor yeah
1: and and uh, yeah you. and and to be fair i mean to to be fair to the reporters i mean True. what it it almost seemed too perfect you know what i mean it was like this is a little too mm-hmm. familiar and you know you went exactly. through your situations exactly. and you were you know your yep. kind of battle with your alcoholism and, and yep. kind of came alcoholism. and came back out the other side i again i don't know the situation yep. melvin, i don't know melvin um he seems like a stand-up guy sure. and, I, yeah. and i wouldn't assume well, any other way
0: Wisconsin's a big party school, well, and, I'll just leave it at and that. And the thing is, is he grew
1: <laughs> he grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. um, my dad grew up in Wisconsin. I mean, consuming alcohol is a cultural thing out there. And unless you like have seen it before, you don't really ever get it. You know what I mean? Unless it's like something that right. you've seen or experienced, like you don't really get it. And so again, I think I think time will tell. Like I said, I don't think Denver didn't seem worried about it. Otherwise he they, otherwise he wouldn't have played. He had the uh, the the what, flu-like symptoms a week ago. Uh,
0: strep, strep throat. throat. There it is.
1: Um, yep. Which again, it, it wasn't strep throat. I don't know. Could he have had a really nasty cough? Again, have,
0: strep throat. Yeah. Melvin out there kissing. Kissing some people he shouldn't be kissing, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the Broncos man. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward. To, I mean, yeah, I mean they they got a lot of rebuilding to do. Uh,
1: Honestly, you know, I, it's a surprise it's thing here. i I've, I've I've always kind of knocked on John Elway for a lot of things. That offensive line he's put together, with the exception of the right tackle um, who opted yeah. out. Dalton Riser, Lloyd Barry Garrett Bowles. Um Garrett Bowles has actually been rating particularly well by pro football focus this year. And mm. quietly like and I think the the inclusion of Mike Munchak to that coaching staff has really just turned the tables and kind of turned the, that Denver Bronco offensive line around. You know, we talk about Drew Locke didn't take sacks. This last week it was not a it was an ugly football game. It was. And it was it, it, but I think they're doing the brutal. I think they're doing the good. And and like I said, this Chiefs team now with the addition of Le'Veon Bell, this Chiefs team's gonna win the Super Bowl. Like I mean, come uh, on, like, man.
0: That team is that team is like
1: like I look at I look at like Brady, I look at Brady and Tampa Bay and I'm like, Cool, you guys got Antonio Brown. Cool, he's gonna be fun for like a couple weeks and then he's not gonna get the ball enough. He's gonna say something, and Bruce Arians <laughs> is gonna beat him up. Like like it's gonna be real fun for like two or three weeks. Like, don't get this twisted. Like, it's gonna be really fun for two or three weeks.
0: God, I just hope Antonio keeps his mouth shut. And <sighs> See, just, and that's just just appreciate the opportunity of being back in. You
1: you have an opportunity and not only to be back play. in, you're back in, not playing for you know,
0: with Tom. Brady. Yeah, you're
1: back playing with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and Mike Evans, and mm. like in an offense run by Bruce Arians, who's gonna build things exactly. just for you with your skill set. Okay. Just, just shush. Just shut just up and play just, exactly go to meetings
0: exactly
1: <laughs> you know make sure you're taking care of your feet if you need some socks let us know we'll send you some socks <laughs> we'll make sure to take care of well, you, that's, I'll, that's I'll, awesome send you stuff, I'll send you i'll send you some lotion for your feet because that's them's gross <laughs> okay some good so fun. uh
0: so man um a little segue here you know obviously can't avoid this you know halloween man well happy happy halloween happy um,
1: halloween to everybody out there yes
0: sir yes sir yeah i'm uh you know, I'll be dressing up today with the family, and we'll be doing a, uh, you know, something. Um, don't really know what I'm going to dress up as. I think I'm going to go with. Um, I think I'm just going to wear a suit and paint my face, you know, as if I'm up here dead and <laughs> just be a dead businessman. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, but did you did you do anything exciting? Um,
1: I actually didn't do a whole lot here. Um, uh-huh. you know, again, still trying to keep the social distancing. I went over, Absolutely. hung out with mom yeah. and dad. Um shout outs to to Pete and Laurie out there in Tucson. Um we we sat and we watched one of our favorite Halloween movies. It's technically not a Halloween movie, but I guess it'll count. I was sit down and watch Beetlejuice, you know. Oh yeah. it's great. Oh, great great yeah. spooky, you know. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin, you know. Yep. A very young Winona <laughs> Ryder, you know, and just kind of <laughs> That's a as, uh, you know, and and as an adult, as you as you kind of age with those movies, like it's way funnier than you think it is. Like like when you sit there and kind of watch it, you say, okay, you know, the people who are working at like the, the DMV for dead people had to, like had to commit suicide to become civil servants. Like that, that to me, like whoever thought about that was having themselves a good day. Um, but yeah. And then we did, we did some pumpkin carving. And then my five year old niece, um, what my mom did is she went and bribed her cul de sac with candy. So that way my niece could go trick or treat. and made sure everybody had candy. and right. did the whole social distancing thing. So it was, it was, it was a nice touch. Right? I sat around and uh, just hung out with my dad while she was out walking the kid around. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't stuff, bad. Man. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was nice. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it wasn't like Halloween. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was daytime. But I, I think here I I look around and I see a lot of people, a lot of my contemporaries still doing the Halloween party thing. And I'm like, uh, like, and I hate that every every conversation uh, comes back to covid but like you know in in a world where we are very social creatures like that's what it comes down to and I look at mm-hmm. and I go there's 20 you know I see these instagram stories I'm like there's 20 30 people and you know at somebody's parties I'm like cool the odds are against you i mean there are places where you're yep. testing it you know 12 15 20 25% if 25% of people in a given area are testing positive that means one out of every four people would theoretically would test positive.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree with you there. I see Instagram stories as well with people who are one of my good friends. uh, She, uh, man, she's in Northern Wisconsin and she was out and about at a wedding. There was like 40, 50 people. And I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh man, we got to be responsible, especially this is pretty much ground zero of America. Right now, uh, Wisconsin. So it, it's 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 disappointing. And so my family, it's just going to be literally six of us, the family, dressed up with the nephews, mm-hmm. having having fun and doing a scavenger hunt in the house.
1: Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> so, it's uh. It's yeah. just, there's a responsibility that goes along yeah. with.
1: Yeah, it. And, and 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 again, it, Halloween doesn't have to be big. It just has to be there. Um, exactly. and I think if you give, you know, especially if you have kids and you give them kind of a sense of normalcy, um, I think yep. Thanksgiving to be the same way, I think coming into, you know, the end of November, especially as y'all get colder up there, more people going indoors. Mm-hmm. I think the smaller type of celebrations, I think I actually enjoy more like kind of everybody it's more intimate, more, intimate. It's more you know, get, get yeah. the smaller Turkey and everyone gets their favorite thing, you know, as opposed to trying to make everybody happy. and. <laughs> Of course, unless you're my mom who makes everything, but it's just, it's just
0: what's, a, what's your favorite dish? What's your favorite uh, dish? Dude, dude
1: I'm such a, I'm such a stuffing person. Ah, uh, uh, it's me too. Uh, I, I I knew I liked you, man. I knew I liked you. Stuffing, I, I, I'm, you I'm the guy, I'm the guy who will wait for everybody else to take their stuffing and I'll just take the bowl of stuffing is with me <laughs> yeah. and go sit down. And My mom's like, just what just if, if and, and people, my mom's like, what if people want seconds? I was like, well, they should have got their firsts. <laughs>
0: yep. Walk around and give everybody their scoop from the bowl and then take your bowl. Take and, ball take ball and, the down and
1: then take my mom's gravy boat and just kind of whoop.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. So that's 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 awesome stuff, man. And and you know, obviously it's Halloween, but you know, the big topic, of course, other than you know, COVID is the election. Oh boy. You know, that's this is the election of the century just about so I, you know it, it's
1: i have <laughs> it's i have it's, heard it called big everything deal. from the single greatest most important election in american democracy to mm-hmm. the fight for the soul of america and all a lot of other very large pejoratives um on what's <laughs> about to happen on tuesday um it's,
0: so you you had uh you had a hot take on this as well something that you wanted to yeah for so, just so a couple I, things I almost definitely uh, let you uh,
1: take the floor on yeah a couple one. couple things i want to touch base on because i i'm I I like to be a student of history. Okay. I like to kind of read things. Um, Just finished a great book by John Meacham uh, talking about the soul of America. And he talks about kind of, there's been ebbs and flows on, you know, important topics and kind of this thing. And I, I I would caution two things first. I want to get this out there. I don't want to be completely transparent. I voted like two weeks ago in my early voting ballot. I mailed it in here in the state of Arizona. Um, it's my signature has already been verified, and I cast my vote. The two big ticket races out here in Arizona were, of course, for president. I voted for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. and then for U.S. Mm-hmm. Senate, I voted for astronaut uh, commander Mark Kelly, okay, there you go. Uh, husband of Gabrielle Giffords. Okay, mm-hmm. so those are the two big votes. Complete transparency. I've, I'm not a registered Democrat. I'm a registered independent because I just don't like getting their mail. Mm. it's really what it is it has no other like there's no other don't send me mail um you don't like to get the texts yeah, or no. anything or no.
0: unsolicited yeah, calls. Exactly no. i'm not affiliated
1: I, I will vote democrat you know 98 percent of the time but don't send me your junk mail don't need it here's right here's my thing about the election two things one this election is going to be the biggest election in u.s history if you look at like the mm. state of texas more people have voted early ballots and mail-in ballots in the state of Texas then and voted the entirety of 2016. And we haven't even hit that's election huge. Yet. That's huge. That's huge. That, that's despite the fact that casting your ballot has been particularly difficult and, and kind of those inner party plays of you know people suppressing the vote. Mm-hmm. I, I think voter suppression is easily one of the most evil things you can do.
0: Absolutely. It goes against everything. Like, it, it goes like, against our democracy. Yeah, like how
1: can you be like, oh, I'm for people voting, but also be like... um. Hey, if you just happen to have a felony, you don't get to vote. Like what? No,
0: right? Like,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> like that seems that seems dumb. That's number one. Exactly. Um, number two is is, and I caution all the listeners here because I know I'm going to be one of these people that's not going to listen to this advice. So, um, you can call me hypocrite. <laughs> two things: one, be patient. Okay, we probably will not right. know who wins the election on Tuesday night. We won't. There's right. just too much information. Number two. And, and I say that only like, unless if someone wins completely big, unless we get like a landslide.
0: Someone wins Florida and like, like, I, mean, I mean,
1: if, <laughs> if Joe Biden wins Florida, it's, it's a Like there's, there are very few pathways for the president to win re election If he doesn't win Florida, that's 20, that's 29 electoral votes in the war chest. Thanks for playing. And also if Florida falls, then you're probably guessing Georgia probably falls too. And then then it gets even worse. But again, I think it's going to be very harsh for us to determine a winner. So be patient. But Mm. I would say the other portion is that as well, you're being patient, remain engaged. Don't just turn it off. And the reason why I say that is you have to be careful with any candidate, one candidate in particular, from declaring themselves the winner and saying, I've won. Stop the counting. Okay. Because what that is basically saying is your vote does not matter. And I think that's very, very, very tricky. So be patient, but remain engaged. So that way, if in the event, something that doesn't sit right with you, you're at least aware of it. And then you can take whatever vocalizing steps that you want to take. But I don't think that we won't know a winner Tuesday night. I would say probably by Friday, we have a better indication I know people are like, well, why don't we know sooner? I was like, have you ever tried to count a ballot? It, <laughs> is, it took Florida. It took Florida in two thousand, in the year two thousand, when the, in the Gore Bush election. There's a good, there's a great documentary on HBO about this. Um, I think it's called Five Thirty Seven, which was the number of votes that Bush won Florida by after the like second recount that they decided to stop halfway through or whatever. Um, we talk about kind of okay, make sure that the counts are good, the counts are accurate because this is the ballgame. And so I think that they're, like I said, be patient but remain engaged. Um, if you have a particular news organization you like to view, view them, but also make sure that you're opening up your ears to other voices. Exactly. Um, you know, be- exactly. Because at the end of the day, we're all going to have the same president.
0: Exactly, and that's that's kind of you know what I wanted to chat about a little bit here too is obviously, yeah, people you know, there's such a, there's such a political divide in this country, uh, a very, it's almost, there's some animosity, um, you know, that, that that's involved. Well, there's no, not some well, kind this, of there. We all this, know there this is, is,
1: this, is Red Sox, <laughs> this is Red Sox Yankees meets <laughs> <You're right>. Dodgers <laughs> giant with like a scoop of bears Packers. Like it, it, <laughs> there is such a vitriol between the, the, the two parties. and And I say the two parties and I don't mean like, We're all Democrats. We're all Republicans. I'm talking about the liberal and conservative ideologies. Um, Mm -hmm. One, I subscribe to more than the other go figure. Um, But, um, but I think there is a, uh, there's a tribalism that has, has occurred. There's a, there's a populist tribalism that has occurred that I just think that like things are, things could get a whole lot worse, but I think it is our responsibility. Not just we should, but our absolute damned responsibility to no matter how this election turns out. To be like, okay, let's pump the brakes. This was a really strange year, and we—it was—it's—it's—and we need to do our best um, to make sure everything works out.
0: I agree, and and I I want to pull back to what you said earlier, which was no matter what, we are all going to have the same president um, that we were all going to have to accept and and you know work with in in a, in a way in a sense and and it's just uh you know I look at other countries other uh you know advanced countries and you know they have obviously their divides as well but it seems like there's not as much animosity um and obviously I I'm not living there so you know I don't know what I don't know but just from looking from afar it seems as if they don't uh have so much tension um, as we do over here, in, in, and
1: in, and part of, and, I, and part of that too comes from, and a lot of governmental systems, like a lot of governmental systems, have shied away from the one stinging powerful executive, like a lot of, Right, the winner takes yeah, all. The, the, kind the, of thing. The, a lot of teams, not a lot of teams, a lot of countries. See, got me talking sports. Now I'm talking politics. A lot of countries. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a good, it's a yeah, good parallel because really you talk about people wearing yeah. their flags and their hats, and yep. it, it's. It's, it's the same. It's 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 SEC football just moved. Anyway, but we talk about we talk about kind of this uh, the United, the American president is such a interesting character in history that they are so powerful and so jostling that it's like it's almost it's almost astounding. Like and so I think for us we look at it and we go he is the one of the single most powerful beings in existence. And right. that comes with a lot of kind of, I guess, angst as far as who's doing that job. Cause think about it. What other election on the planet, seriously, can impact as many countries as ours does. Right. Like no, other. no other. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, we talk about the, the, the seated power of the executive branch and we go, okay, what are we actually going to look at here? So it's, it's very strange. And I, like I said, If it goes one way or another, it is our job as Americans, constituents, voters, people who live in this country, to make sure that we continue to hold those in power accountable. Because I I don't think that we do enough of. Yeah, we can sit here and talk about Trump, this, Biden, that. You know, oh, I hate this or hate them, but I think it is our responsibility as as citizens to remain engaged. I think that's a big thing is voter Mm -hmm. is not just voter, but citizen engagement. Like, you know, I know so many people are like, I hate talking politics. And I was like, that's really strange because literally everything we do, every Mm -hmm. facet of our being at some point is tied to politics. And if you aren't understanding the leaders who are in power, then you cannot do a good job to understand how these leaders are impacting your life and what you can do to get better. And yeah, it might be a small thing. But if it's one person who says, hey, this leader was really instrumental in making sure that me and my baby have health care, or another one saying, hey, you know, because of, you know, this policy here, you know, we can't build on this land because of, you know, some sort of endangered species. Like there's so many moving parts in our day that are roads. You know, talk, you know, complain about traffic. Cool. Politics. Like, There's just so many things that we encounter that I don't that I don't think we as really as citizens we really get. So the more engaged you can be, and the more you can look at information and make sure that it's good, wholesome information, um, the better. And so I think that as a as a population, we just need to make sure that we're staying engaged. And yeah, if if I don't, you know, if my vote that I cast isn't for the winner, then you best be sure to come, you know. Whenever we find out the winner, then I'm going to be doing my best to make sure that we as a country are doing everything we can to, you know, make sure that we, our voices are still heard and we're still moving this American experience forward.
0: Man, your, 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 your takes are, are important. Um, So much validity in there because I, I, I believe the takeaway from this is come election day, do not. Expect for us to have a winner. Be patient. Mm-hmm. And two, we as a nation, whether you are red, blue, liberal, conservative, independent, what have you, must hold whoever the president becomes or is or what have you uh, accountable. Mm-hmm. That was at Capitol Hill. We must hold accountable. Um, we must teach that to our mm-hmm. youth um, and, and, and so on. Uh, we got to hold them accountable and- uh, for what they say, what they do, uh, because – and nowadays, it seems like we, which is so unfortunate, we, you know, a twenty-year-old who's who's playing football, we hold at higher standards than right. we do our president. Um, you know, this this twenty-year-old, this twenty-one-year-old, whatever, they experience a mishap off the field, or they m- make a mistake, and you know they're belittled from. <laughs> so every, you know, as we every time, as we can imagine
1: i mean every time you know a kicker misses a field goal you know he immediately gets bombarded right. with all kinds oh, of geez. gross hate and i'm like and, and mm-hmm. i'm like the hate needs to stop but we talk about you know it does. and one thing too i will always say is yeah it's great to keep your federally elected politicians kind of engaged and be engaged with them you're talking your congressperson yep. in in the united states house of representatives your state senator or not your state senator your federal senator u.s senator and the president those are all really great but also start on the local level talk about your city council. Absolutely. talk about your education board talk about you know your mayor so you know those that's really where change begins you know Touché. and you know you want to make sure that like you at least understand what's going on in your town I would be willing to bet most people don't know who their state representatives because every 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 state in the United States has or has their own House of Representatives that represents the state right. and their own state Senate. Like it's the it's like a mini government in your state's capital. So, you know, right. those are where you see a lot of these kind of these sweeping changes. You know, especially things that end up at like the Supreme Court, which that's a whole another bag of worms I don't really want to open. But when you talk about when you talk about how you know how laws get to the Supreme Court, a lot of that starts on the state level. So I think that there's we just have to do a better job. And I, I'm really glad to see the kind of turnouts we're seeing because if nothing else, that means people are voting. Okay, they are taking their rights endowed by their Creator and saying, exactly. I I am casting my vote not only for people but for you know propositions that kind of thing. Like out here in Arizona, we are voting for the legalization of marijuana. Now, you can be on both sides of the weed debate, but I think that any law that says we're going to expunge these records for these nonviolent drug offenders and restore their rights, that's a good thing.
0: So so I think
1: the the more we are engaged, the better it will be. And I think this is a really good way to start really getting people involved in politics.
0: I like that, man. I like that, and I think it's. I think it's important too that we have these conversations, is because we can't avoid it. We can't act like it doesn't exist. But I feel like we we need to hold people more accountable. We need to encourage people to read more, uh, watch more news, get more involved with their local governments, because that's just as important, maybe even more important than it is focusing on what's happening at most
1: capitalism. towns. Should have some sort of a local paper. Now, those those Absolutely. have been kind of kind of gotten rid of sense to corporates are buying them out. They're just, local papers are expensive to run. I'm not, I'm not going to twist that, but there should be some local news outlet that you trust. And Mm -hmm. honestly, local reporting is how we find out a lot of, about a lot of really, really awful things that keep happening. And I think that if you can really stay, you know, they they say you got to think global and act local. That was a big thing Mm -hmm. I grew up with. And I think that Is if we as a nation can really understand? Okay, what's hurting the people in our town? Not, not. Don't worry about the guy in D.C. Yeah, we'll we'll figure out what's going on with him in a minute. But if we can understand what's going on with our town and and our neighbors, because I think that's I I think that's where a lot of the political divide is coming. We don't we don't talk to and engage with our neighbors. We engage with people we like on the internet. And the it's it's true. Like how how many how many people that like live next door? Do you actually talk to on a regular basis? Probably not that many. That's a really good point, and I, and I'm That's I'm, I'm really guilty of it too. Now, thankfully, my you know my parents only live a couple miles from me, and we talk to their neighbors, and you really kind of get a grasp for you know what's going on. I think, kind of overall, I think it's just it is best for us to understand how our neighbors think, because then that way we can help understand where they're coming from and why they would do or act or say or vote a certain way. Because if other people around you are hurting. That means something, something's amiss. So uh, the yeah. better we understand each other, the better we are as a country. And yeah, this is some really crazy call to order of like, yeah, talk to your neighbors. Maybe don't want to talk to your neighbors. I don't know. But <laughs> not my job.
0: No, no. I mean, the point's there, there, which is the point is there. The point is there 100%. Um, you know, that 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 goes another conversation. Again, I don't want to open up. It's another bag yeah. of worms. But the whole social media, yeah. Facebook, uh, the power of Facebook, the, the lack of censorship on Facebook, <laughs> etc., that's an entirely different episode that I would love to get into you, you know, with you in the future. But uh, oh, yeah, I w- my goodness, Patty, I, I I love your takes on stuff. I really, really do. RJ as well. Once he listens to this, I think he's still on the road. But uh, I love that, man. I love that. So what we like to do, man, at the end of each episode, and again, if I, if, if you got more you want to chat yeah. about, please feel free. But at the end of each episode, we kind of like to talk about some Sunday football, not really dive too much into sure. it, but we like to make our picks like who do you think, and then I'll do my pick second, uh, we like to go with the team first. Who do you think today is the team, the underdog team, who's going to not necessarily shock the world, but who do you think is going to outperform their, you know, what's on paper?
1: Who's going to shock the world? Let me take a look.
0: Yeah, what What team you think is going to maybe come out with a W when they shouldn't? So we do the team, and then we do, you know, the team. The tandem. Who do you so,
1: think the, you know, the players are going to be that's going to dominate? So the. Today? So I think I think this week I. This week's tough because there are so many games that I don't think that there are that there's a lot of games that are like super duper like like most of the games that are played there are either really far apart or really close together. So there's kind of these mm. these these big. This week is going to be a very strange week in football. Um. I'm gonna say this week. I really, really, really like from like an underdog perspective. I really like the Miami Dolphins. Okay, and the reason I say that is for one simple purpose: we get to see Tua Tonga out there starting for the Miami Dolphins. Okay, he is a so I think the Miami Dolphins are gonna basically. I think they're gonna win that game over the Rams. They're three and a half point dogs as of right now. So, like I said. I think the Miami Dolphins are going to be the team that's going to overperform and really kind of uh, blow the Rams up if Tua can kind of find a way Mm. to get away from Aaron Donald on a regular basis.
0: Mm. I like that. So you got – let me write that down. So you got the Dolphins. You got the Fins. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – ooh, ooh. I like this one. I'm going to go with the Eagles today against the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Uh, Now, it's not like a – that difficult of a pick because i think obviously we're looking at the cowboys team that that that's uh hurting a bit um obviously losing dak and stuff like that still a decent football team two and five they got a lot of work to do but the eagles two four and one i'm gonna pick the eagles today um you know dallas is traveling to uh philly so i got them today uh beating the cowboys um who do you got as your tandem you know, obviously, you know, don't don't come out the gate and say, you know, Russell Wilson and, and Metcalf <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Or or Mahomes yeah, and, 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 and you know <laughs> Travis Kelsey, yeah. Yeah, and Kelsey. It's like yeah, it's, it's, hmm. What do you got? So you got fins, I got Eagles.
1: Let's see. My tandem
0: today. I may, I may, I'm gonna let you go with that, but I may change mine. I may change mine, but I'll let you. I'll let you. My team, but I'll let you go and pick so your, your
1: team. I'm my my tandem. I think today is gonna be Philip Rivers and Ty Hilton. I think that Ooh, I like. I, like that. I think. I think. I have never been a Philip Rivers fan. In fact, I used to call him a hack because I absolutely couldn't stand the man um, when he was mm-hmm. playing in San Diego and then eventually in Los Angeles. We, we should start calling them like the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego or something because I still messed that up. <laughs> if they're, right. if they're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, why can't they be the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm like, um. that's, that's not the Wow, I never even thought about and, that. Because like, <laughs> I hear I hear like national pundits still calling them San Diego. Like I'm like, no, I'm like I don't. <laughs> it's weird. It, I'm like, go away, go, go back to San Diego. We don't need. We didn't need. Like right. we went from having no football in LA to having all the football in LA. Anyway. So, mm, like, wait, yeah, long. like I was like, I was like, the, you got, got the Rams, we're good. San Diego, go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, Portland probably could have used a pro team anyway. Backing up, so I think that I, I like Phillip Rivers, I think T.Y. Hilton. I think against the Lions team that is good, not great, um, I think they're gonna do great. Okay. Okay,
0: I got. I want to change mine. I want to change my team. I want to change my team. I'm going to go with. I'm going with the Raiders. Raiders. Raiders are going to the Browns. Three and three Raiders. Five and two Browns. I'm going Raiders, and I like that well, pick. I like uh, that. I like. And,
1: that. and I was looking at that game too. The the the, the Browns mm-hmm. are only favored by one point.
0: Yeah, I'm going Raiders, big time. I I'm a huge Carr fan, and I don't know why. I just I like the I like the way he plays. I really do. I really, really do. I do. I like the way he plays. Um, uh, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Raiders over the Browns for sure. Um, and as my tandem, ooh, my tandem. So it doesn't have to be with the Raiders. Actually, I'm gonna keep it there. I'm gonna keep it there. I'm gonna go. Mm, who do you, ooh, you know? I RJ knows. I always take my time on this one. I always take my time. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have to go. Car and
1: rugs, man. Absolutely. So okay, here's here, here's my thing about Henry Rugs. As I love, I love what Henry Rugs represents. It's just like it seems like he puts up these really big numbers, but if you look a little bit closely, like he isn't going out there and catching the ball 15, 16 times, right. Um, right. he's got, you know, he gets four or five catches and then there's one that he's going to break for probably, you know, 60 yards, of <laughs> which is great. Like don't knock the guy, but like, I just, I've always kind of felt that like the, you know, the, when Oakland drafted Henry Ruggs, it was like, he, they had a very specific plan in mind and it was like, okay, we need our version of Tyree kill. Now the difference being is Henry Ruggs is costing the Raiders, what Tyree, uh, three times what, uh, Tyree kill was costing him after he was drafted. Um, like just (laughs) a fact. So I, I, I don't know. I, I like the building and I like Derek Carr. I still think that when, if John Gruden has an opportunity to take a quarterback, he likes better. He still does. But I think that's a good pick today. Mm. I think that, Mm. um, I think that Cleveland team, um, again, we've said uh, all day is very talented. Right. Um,
0: but it seems like they just can't click. They just can't put it all together. They lack that adhesiveness that just that flow yeah um that organization and but i but i but i have obviously as we <clears throat> as we all know you know they're playing better than they have in the last what like
1: ten, yeah seven eight years oh, cleveland? So, <laughs> yeah. cleveland? oh this is the, so, this is the best i've seen cleveland play probably in a decade or better <laughs> like right, like it so. just is and that's and that's partially because like the talent i would say the nfl is more talented now than it's ever been like there's not a there's, oh not, a single, there's not a single there's not a single team in the and I've said this about baseball and I've, I've definitely said this about the NBA like the level of talent now is higher than it's been in like 10 years and part of that is because a players are um, playing longer Tom Prie what right. 40 like and two I just we're doing a much better job of developing talent early every single team in the NFL has like at least one superstar like mm-hmm. think about it every team has at least one superstar if not two like you know, and even
0: I know Jerry Judy for the Broncos. He's gonna be a, he's, he's, he's gonna be stuck. He's on, he's I still, on,
1: still think i I point still point. think that we don't make a big enough deal about Bradley Chubb. Like, True. like that dude. True. That dude was expected to lock to line up on the other side of Von Miller and get like loose yeah. coverage. He's still getting double cover, and he's still getting through. Think,
0: like, and he's still and he's yep. doing, yeah he's a, he's a he's a phenomenal athlete, and that was a great pick. Absolutely, I thought that was a great
1: pick. You way. know, and so, but even if you look at some of these other pro, you know these other teams, other programs, like everybody everybody's got somebody and i think it's i think it's a great time in the nfl um if you're a fan of really any team i mean there's not really one team where i'm like you know like this is the, if you're a lions fan like you're kind of used to being awful so this is this is new like i have been on team steve Sta- matt stafford for a long time like Get him somewhere else. Get him with some receivers and get him out of Detroit. Right, he's a good
0: quarterback, man. He just—they're just not building a team around him. But he's—he's—he's a, he's a, he's a good quarterback. Now, I do like Quintez Cephas. I want him to get some more playing time. But you know, this is—I'm very optimistic. You know, he could be a uh, possible Megatron. Who knows? But I, obviously, I'm a Badger yeah. fan. Washington. I, I think
1: Cephas. I, I the thing I like about Quintez Cephas is he's such a good possession receiver. Like he gets the exactly. football. Like he's not gonna burn you away. He's quick. He
0: uses, a, he uses, he uses his body, his
1: body really and well. he uses his hands and he goes up and gets mm-hmm. the rock. Yep. And like mm-hmm. and and I don't know if it's fair to compare Quintus Cephas to Calvin Johnson. It's True, it's way v- way. Too I, I don't even think. Like, I'm just saying like like, like <laughs> that's what he's gonna be. He's gonna be. You know, if yeah. if I want to give him a fair pro comparison, I would probably say like his upside puts him along the area of like James Jones for Green Bay. It was like a very, like, possession okay. receiver. He's got good hands, okay. in the red zone, short yardage situations, you know, one, two move, I'm okay. going to get the corner on my back hip, and you're going to put the ball in front of me. I got right. the
0: I got the glass, I got the glass half full because I'm a Badger fan. I I, I, I see his future, uh, obviously, yeah, way too early right now to compare him to the great Megatron, Calvin Johnson, but, I mean, I can see him, I can see him being that big body, huge body presence, yeah. um, you know, like, like Calvin was. Uh, so, you know, who knows? It's going to be exciting though. I'll tell you what. And I do love your take on each team having a superstar because I said at the beginning of the year, uh, we didn't know what to expect coming into the NFL right. with, with COVID and stuff. And, and we're actually having a pretty darn good season. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think, I think we're, we're doing better than was to be expected. Um, one team I want to give a shout out to this week. They're not playing this week. Um, they're off this week um, is uh, my home state of the Arizona Cardinals. Um, oh, a yeah. Kyler. Kyler Murray. I love the way he's playing. Oh, you look, Gosh. you look at it. You watch, you watch Kyler like Kyler Murray's become must-watch television. Like if you're not watching, if you're not that. watching he's the Cardinal too. game. Like now that he's got DeAndre Hopkins, who like DeAndre Hopkins, like <laughs> this team is just fun. Like their defense is playing good despite the fact not having Chandler Jones. Mm. Like and you know you watch that you watch that overtime game against uh Seattle last week, and I was like, oh man, this could end really poorly. Because, you know, if you're rolling out in primetime in the black uniforms, I'm, I'm like a big uniform guy. Like, if you're rolling out in primetime with jet black uniforms, like, you got to play, right? Like, those are the rules. Like, You have to win um, that game. There's no there's no option. You got to win that game. Like if you're going to look cool, you got to play cool. Like, those are the rules.
0: Exactly. The look good, feel good, play <laughs> like, good. I was like, was
1: they're awesome. going to lose this game. But I think, you know, I wasn't a fan of the Cliff Kingsbury hire. I just I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but now you turn around, and you go, mm. Cliff has got his guy in the system that works. He's got toys to play with, like yep. you know, I, like I, I, interesting
0: time as a Cardinals fan. I, it really is.
1: You know, as a Cardinals fan, like, do I think that they're going to win the division this year? Probably not. But man, this reminds me. You know, this this reminds me of some of those teams that may not have been the most prophetic. You know win all kinds of teams but they are the teams that are the f- are fun to watch you know in Absolutely. baseball we talk about teams that may not win a whole lot but at least fun to watch you know this this is one of those teams you know they're they're you know they're home run hitters you know you got kyler murray who at any point's like cool i'm faster than just about everybody here on the field I'm right. gone thanks for playing <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> he's like the uh, old school the uh, vick madden madden, no madden no four, yeah, four. yeah, four
1: of my, yeah. like okay my playbook is i'm gonna run four verts
0: and just scramble and run. Yeah,
1: I was always a big <laughs> fan of doing it, but with the 689 hook, so you had the wide receiver bending in towards the sideline <laughs> in case I, I rolled to my left and I was going, no, just kidding. Boop. Boop. Go on. <laughs> I love but, it, man. I love yeah, it. Kyler so, Murray, uh, must-see must TV. I
0: like that. I like that. It is. It is. It's an exciting time to be the Cardinal, uh, be a Cardinals fan. Uh, such exciting and fiery takes, man. I, 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 I want to close this bad boy out and thank you man uh thank you for 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 joining me on this episode of untapped keg obviously rj you're going to be listening to this please drive safe man please be safe down there uh us you know regular folks (laughs) appreciate the work that you do of getting neighborhoods their power back on um we we most definitely uh take our hats off for that man um we appreciate that. Patty Swags, thank you oh, to yeah. those listening. We really appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of Untapped Keg. Um, I am your host, Monte Bald. You can find me on Twitter at monteball 28 uh, Untapped Keg is on all social media platforms as well. Please subscribe uh, to our podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher um give us uh give us a good rating please and please shoot us some questions topics whatever and and we'll cover it as you can tell we just like to spitball chat about whatever we want kind of the man cave vibe um and 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 uh get some things off of our chest um uh, patty swags man can't thank you enough
1: uh, absolute I'll let, pleasure I'll let you share whatever you want to share absolute pleasure being on um 2020 has been a tough year for all of us and I mm. think this is a good time to be alive and be in a place where we can really kind of, kind of talk things out and kind of discuss. And so thank you yeah. all the listeners at home. Um, you can find me at Patty Swags, both on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, you can oh, yeah. see the, 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 the wicked, awesome Batman. I carve <laughs> <chair>? Dude, seriously, <laughs> seriously. I dremeled it. It looks awesome. Anyway, yeah, you, gotta, you gotta check it out on the gram, but, um, you all thank you for listening at home. Uh, Monte, thank you for having me on. Thank you for being a voice of reason (laughs) in the perilous times. Uh, RJ, thank you so much for helping those out um, down there who have been impacted by not one, but two, but possibly three hurricanes. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And make sure you all, if you haven't voted already, um, if you're listening to this, uh, make sure you do get out there and vote. If you have a mail-in ballot, make sure you fill that out and you drop that sucker off at your recorder's office to make sure your vote counts because right now more than ever, um, voting important. So I'll leave it at that.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you for mentioning that. Thank you for mentioning that again, guys, thank you for tuning in and, uh, uh you know, try to be better today, you know, than we were yesterday. Um, because I always forget what RJ says, but I love what he says, because, you know, if, if we're trying all that, that's all that matters is just try. And obviously, I probably screwed that up uh, missing my uh, partner in action right here. He would have, you know, killed that line right there. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it's an honor. And uh, you guys take care of each other.